Welcome to Scary Stories, the channel that tells you scary stories. Put in your earbuds and turn up the lights. It's time for Scary Stories Goes Back to School, episode 2 of 5. Black-eyed kids at the school bus stop, as found on Reddit by Peter Bernard, performed by P.Q. River. I saw black-eyed kids last year, but I didn't find out it was a thing until more recently. Don't ask me how that happened. I guess I was living under a rock. To provide a little background... My family had moved over the summer to a new town where my mom had found a better job. I was going to start junior year in high school, but I felt like a freshman again because I was not going to know anybody and was going to have to start from scratch again socially. To say I was nervous my first day at the new school would be an understatement. It would also be the first time I would be taking public transportation to school, as my mom used to drive me when she worked her old job, which started later in the morning than her new job. Now she'd be gone before I was even up, and my dad refuses to drive me anywhere because he's kind of a jerk. No offense, Dad, if you're reading this, but nobody appreciates your macho BS. Anyway, I made it to the bus stop on time, and the bus was late. I had actually walked over and checked the bus schedule the day before like an old-school nerd. I'm sure I could have looked it up online, but I was so nervous I wanted to see the printed schedule at the actual bus stop to make sure I wouldn't get there too early or too late. Now, already, it was starting to get to be too late, as the bus still hadn't showed up. I was getting more than fidgety. The lady on the bench next to me got up and stood a few feet away. That's how uptight I was. I felt bad for making her uncomfortable and focused on breathing deeply until the bus inevitably arrived about five minutes later. Or five minutes even later, I suppose I should say. Letting the lady on first, I climbed on after her. Good morning, Eva said the bus driver. Good morning, Sam, said Eva, in return. Well, well, who do we have here? asked Sam the bus driver to the air while eyeing me appraisingly. A new face for our little daily morning sojourn. And what might your name be, young man? I didn't want to tell my real name, so let's just say I told him my name was Fortknocker. Well, Fartknocker, said Sam the bus driver in a jovial manner. I'm Sam, and I've been driving this bus for the last seven years. I expect you and I are going to become friends. You're new at Fartknocker High this year? No, that's not the real name of the school. I just don't want to tell you where this took place. So, okay, the driver was a dork, but I was terrified on my first day, and he was friendly. So I sat near him, and we talked, and that calmed my nerves a bit. He told me not to worry, that after two more stops, nobody was ever at any of the rest of the stops between here and my school. He said after about halfway, the rest of the trip was basically express bus service. 
We talked about how nobody else on the bus was my age and nobody else was going to the high school. There were two boys up near you a while back, Sam remembered. They graduated my first year driving here, but the families in your neck of the woods are already getting older, so no new kids since then. I'd already surmised that information in the couple weeks I'd been living there. It was still depressing to hear it expressed as a fact. Nobody my age in my entire neighborhood. Sam, the bus driver, told me the times he actually arrived with the bus, which bore little relation to the schedule printed at the bus stop, and he let me in on how long the trip actually took. I wrote all that info down on a page in my notebook, tore the page out, and stuck it in my pocket. He gave me tips on how to get around town, and we were starting to bond. When he dropped me off at my school, we parted company with me calling him friend, and as corny as it sounds, made me feel a bit better about facing my first day. But not much. That was a terrible day. How can a person get lost four times in six hours in a building that's only three stories tall yet? That's what I did. Not only did I not make any new friends, but I got bullied during lunch period, and three incredibly pretty senior girls laughed at me when I was pushed off my seat onto the floor by this victim of gigantism named Harley. I actually became friends with Harley a couple months later, so it's all cool now, but he was a complete jerk to me that first day. I was feeling extremely defeated and down. As bad as I had worried this all might turn out, it seemed to be turning out even worse. By the time school finished, I didn't want to go home so much as I wanted to jump off the roof. Rather than joining the crowds of kids surging toward the various buses waiting for them, I took out Sam's schedule from my pocket and saw that if I waited 55 minutes, he'd be coming back to the school. Then I could ride home on a less crowded bus and have a friend to talk to. So now I had to figure out what to do in the time between then and now. The high school is located near the local garbage dump in a patch of forest. There are no other buildings there, and there's really nothing to do. Also, it can smell bad sometimes, depending on how the wind is blowing, in a literal sense. I didn't know all that yet, so I waited for the buses filled with rowdy kids to go, then wandered around and familiarized myself with my surroundings. Like I said, forest, garbage dump, school. There was a food truck, but I watched it pulling away as I exited the school, so no chance for a snack. Wander, wander, wander. After boring myself thoroughly, I headed back to just wait the rest of the time at the bus stop. Wait, wait, wait. I wished that something or someone would come along to break up the boredom, and then life taught me to be careful what I wish for. Two kids walked up wearing black hoodies with the hoods up over their heads. It was almost 80 degrees, so there was no reason to walk around with a hood covering most of your face unless you were looking to cause trouble and not be identified for it. I would have run, but 
I'd noticed them until they were right up next to me. Come to think of it, not even sure which direction they came from. I just sort of looked up and saw them there. One was taller than me, but the other was much shorter, and initially I had thought was a younger girl. Hey, mister, said the tall one. Can you give us a ride home? I just looked at him. As far as I could tell, he was my age or maybe a little older. Why did he call me mister? I thought about making a joke out of it, but making a joke with Big Harley is what got me pushed to the floor in the cafeteria earlier today, so I decided it might not be a good time for humor. I don't have a car, I answered, trying to make eye contact with the taller boy. All I could see, though, was his mouth, and the rest of his face was in shadow. Come on, mister, we don't live that far from here the older boy said insistently. Just give us a ride home. We need you to help us. We need you to take us home, the smaller one repeated in an almost hypnotic or hypnotized way. That's how I realized he was a boy too. He did not have a girl's voice. In fact, it was weirdly deeper than the taller boy's voice. Not in some kind of supernatural way, I mean, he still sounded like a kid, but a boy with a deep voice, if that makes sense. His face was also hidden in shadow, and I literally shivered looking at them both. It felt like a cold day all of a sudden, but I doubt the temperature actually dropped. I think it was just my blood running cold from fear. You can take the bus when it comes, I guess, I offered lamely. Are you inviting us to take the bus with you, asked the taller one. What? No, I answered, getting annoyed at the idiotic line of questioning. Nobody invites anyone to take the bus. You can take it if you want to or not take it if you don't. I would never invite someone to ride the bus. It just doesn't make any sense. I found that being annoyed felt better than being scared, so I just went with it. Unfortunately, the taller kid also seemed to prefer feeling annoyed, and his voice grew just a bit louder and more commanding. Slowly, pronouncing each word as though it were a separate sentence, he informed me sternly, We, we need, need you, you to, to invite, invite us, us on, on your, your bus. bus. It's not my bus, I responded, as though they would suddenly become logical or something. The smaller one looked up at me and said blandly, We need you to invite us on your bus. I could see his eyes, and as you guessed already, there were no whites in them. Obviously, you know that I looked closely at the taller one's face, and you know already that his eyes were entirely black, too. To be completely honest, my first reaction was not that these were space aliens or supernatural demons or vampires or anything like that. I thought these were two extremely messed up kids wearing black contact lenses to try to scare me. I was convinced of this. And I was also convinced that they were succeeding because I was very frightened. I didn't know if they were going to beat me up, rob me, or just mess with my head, but I knew they were trouble. I wondered how much of this was an act and how much they might 
be genuinely insane or maybe on something. I really had no idea what they would do next. I got up and stood a bit away from them, facing away. They didn't come over, and I started to feel better. It was so quiet. All I could hear was the breeze, some birds and insects off in the forest, and the occasional airplane overhead. I began to wonder if the two boys had left. I looked over my shoulder, and they were still there, both staring at me with their completely black eyes. We need you to invite us into your bus, mister, said the taller one as we made eye contact. We need you to invite us, agreed the shorter one in his deeper voice. I was now shivering as though it were snowing, and I was in my bathing suit. Though I was never religious before that day or since then, I swear I started praying for the bus to come. And then it did, exactly when Sam had said it would in the morning. Opening the front door, Sam greeted me with a smile and said, There's my new friend. I was worried about when I didn't see you on my last trip. I held the bus here a few minutes waiting for you, you know. Oh, sorry, Sam, I said as I got on the bus quickly, almost tripping. I paid my fare and quickly sat behind Sam. I expected him to close the door behind me, and when he didn't, I expected the worst. Looking outside, I got what I expected. The two weird boys were standing right at the door to the bus. Can we please come in your vehicle, mister? asked the taller one. We need to go see our mother, said the smaller one. No, tell them no, I said to Sam. Laughing, Sam looked at me like I was crazy. Still looking at me, he told the two boys they were invited on his bus and asked where their mother lived. As the two got on the bus, I ran and found a different seat at the back of the bus behind a tall guy. I'm not sure what they talked about, but I saw the two boys standing near Sam and talking to him. When we got to our next stop, they both hugged Sam and got off the bus. So that was it, I thought. Maybe they really were just kids who needed to get home to their mother. Maybe I overreacted, although the black eyes still made no sense or the hoodies. Why would somebody wear contact lenses like that and keep their hoods up on a warm day if their intent was all positive? Still, I had a sense of relief about the whole thing. I figured my imagination had run wild, and I put it aside mentally. When it came time for my stop, rather than ring the bell, I walked to the front so that I could say goodbye to Sam until the morning. I was more than a little surprised when he appeared to be asleep at the wheel. Looking out the window, I could see the long, straight stretch of street we were driving down was about to make a sharp curve, and unless Sam woke up first, we were not going to make the curve with it. Sam! I screamed like a little girl. Then I consciously lowered my voice and screamed his name a few times. Obviously, he woke up in time and did not die that day. Otherwise, you'd be reading something else right now on Reddit. I was like, dude, you almost got us all killed, WTF and all that. But Sam just apologized and said he wasn't feeling well.
So, anyway, the next morning, I missed the bus to school because it came on the time listed on the schedule, not on the Sam time. I figured Sam had taken the day off because he got sick the night before. Anyway, things gradually got better for me at school. Between classes, homework, and meeting new people, it didn't occur to me until about a month later that Sam never returned to driving that bus. Now it's a year later, and I still have never seen him again. That is why I first did a search just last week for black-eyed people, and I discovered this is a thing. So now I really wonder what happened with Sam the bus driver. I don't even take that bus anymore. I take a bus that some of my friends take, even though it's a longer walk home. Still, I've never seen Sam again. and never saw those two kids again either. I have a theory that these black-eyed kids come to you when you're at a crossroads in life. Things can go either in one direction or another for you, and the future at that point is unwritten. They are a sort of a stoplight or traffic signal, but one you have to disobey. Turn them down, and things can get better for you as they did for me from that day forward. Do as they ask, though, and you end up like Sam the bus driver wherever he is now. <laughs>